0: Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. Well, I tell you what, if there wasn't a lot of focus on the state of Texas the past couple of months when it comes to issues like election integrity, the Texas heartbeat law, wait until November 1st because I'm going to be at the U.S. Supreme Court on Monday with our Texas attorney general and other like-minded supporters when really I, the country is gonna be focused on that because there is a important oral argument related to the Texas heartbeat law. And But look, I'm just gonna step away for a moment, all right? Because there is a huge election coming up on November 2nd, that's Tuesday. Early voting is still going on. If you're watching this live, if you're listening to it live, there's still time to go early vote for the constitutional amendment elections. Maybe there's some local things on the ballot in your area as well but you know there's been a lot going on in the month of October special sessions wrapped up court cases a lot of elections and and campaigns are starting to kick off and oh by the way the faith and family scorecard came out but i want to focus our time today primarily on proposition 3 this is a constitutional amendment election that's on the ballot for early voting now statewide and for November 2nd if you're new to the show though we talk about the issues of faith family and freedom in the arenas of the courts, the legislature and the media. And someone who knows about all those three arenas very well is gonna be our guest today. Uh, Chairman, State Representative Jeff Leach is our guest today on the Texas Values Report. Um, He's a frequent guest, I would say. We've worked together at the state legislature and you know, look, his work has gone back for probably almost as far back as mine, close to two decades, distinguishing himself in the area of law and now in the area of law and policy and also in public service as a state representative from the greater Plano and Dallas-Fort Worth area. Chairman Leach, welcome back to the Texas Values Report.
1: Jonathan, it's great to be with you as always. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, look, I'm glad you're available because I know the clock is ticking and people are out at the polls And a big reason why they're out there is because some work that you did and that relates to Proposition Three. This is a very simple concept. We're in the middle of a statewide election. Right after a legislative session, usually you'll have things that are being considered for our state constitution. Proposition Three is really about finishing up some business that started during the session, but last year. And it's real simple, right? It's about protecting religious freedom and making it specific that churches and religious organizations are not closed like some government officials tried to do in COVID. You played a part because you and Senator Hancock sponsored the legislation that again constitutional language that was voted on and, and now is on our statewide ballot.
1: Yeah, Jonathan, I, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to discuss Prop 3. I love it. I love I like the my sign son. you're holding protect, up. I get, all, I, I
0: get a better angle here, protect religious freedom. Okay, go ahead. Sir. Oh,
1: it's great. It's great. Um, look, in Texas Values, Jonathan, you and your team have always been on the on the front lines in the fight to protect uh, religious liberties, to pre- protect the rights of life, protect our fundamental rights and liberties. And and that's what Prop 3 is all about. I'm, I'm very grateful to you. I'm grateful to my Senate co-sponsor, Kelly Hancock, and all of the great uh, conservatives, men and women of faith, who've stepped up to not only vote for Prop 3, uh, but to, uh, to to encourage other folks to get out and support Prop 3. Of course, Election Day, Tuesday, November 2nd. It's so important for uh, Texans of faith to get out in droves, to take family members and friends with them to the polls to support this. And and you just put it really well. It's simple and straightforward. This will double down on our existing First Amendment liberties, our freedoms to, to worship, to assemble, to practice our religion, to live out our faith. Um, by, by explicitly stating in the very words of the Texas Constitution that government subdivisions in Texas, whether it's cities or counties, school boards, county judges, mayors, any elected official, any government authority from ever closing down churches or houses of worship now or in the future. Uh, this is It's shocking that we're even having this discussion, Jonathan, to be honest with you, uh, but mm-hmm. here we are, and, and we're on the watchtower not only for the Texans of today but future Texans of tomorrow doing everything that we possibly can to preserve and safeguard and protect uh, these rights now and in the future for the people of Texas.
0: Well, and let's not people uh, forget or let's not, uh, you know, for a minute, um, allow people to think that there's not opposition to this. Okay, I believe the ACLU was quoted in at least one article, if not more, expressing opposition to this. There are some people they want the government to be able to control what goes on in the four walls of the church. And you're right. It's striking that we'd be thinking about this. Let's see if I, All right, now I can get my entire sign in here in my shot because look, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have this up at my house and wherever we can be because it's important to have this message out there. I mean, there are a lot of things going on right now in our state and our country. It can be easy to sort of get lost in the shuffle, right? And the religious freedom that we have is protected in our state constitution and our federal constitution. But when we go through cycles like we did last year. When you would have thought the government, and particularly here in Texas at the local level, uh, government officials, county officials trying to shut down churches, even on Easter. I mean, there's reports of a parking lot service out of the San Antonio area where law enforcement was circling even that. And so people might think, well, I think we're okay now. And, you know, that'll probably never happen again. Uh, Don't be so sure of that. And one way to make sure that that never happens again is to put it in the law. As I was taught in law school, the law is a teacher. It matters what the law says. And the people have the ability to say, we want to put the specific language in our constitution. While there might be some language in there that's general, when you go through cycles like we did, you and I know, if you make um, an addition, if you make an enhancement, if you will, you put more specificity in law, Uh, That ties together. If anyone tries to ever suggest, oh, that didn't have anything to do with it, it absolutely was connected. And if we don't do something about it, I'm concerned it would send the message that, oh, maybe maybe it's still okay for a church to do that. And the significance of a constitutional amendment is it makes it harder in the future for anyone to change that. They'd have to go through the legislative process and then back to the ballot. And as you and your colleagues did, two-thirds of the House and Senate supported this measure by bipartisan support
1: yeah and, and and looking back over the past couple of years, you know what we've seen in other states like California and new york where where mayors or uh, governors in those states really those are just two examples of many across the, the nation where where they have um, they have have really given preferential treatment to secular institutions in many cases allowing uh, nightclubs and strip clubs and liquor stores and bars to remain open at full capacity and then at the same time are closing or severely limiting um, churches and their ability to assemble. Um, you know, it, it, that's, that should be alarming to us here in the state of Texas. We even had a couple of mayors and county judges here in the state of Texas dabble in that, that reckless area. And had this constitutional amendment been in place to supplement and add to and strengthen our existing First Amendment protections, those things would not have been possible. And, and so the fact that the ACLU and the Austin American Statesman and some other liberal groups, the fact that they're opposing this, tells us all we need to know and gives us all the ammo we need to support it. Um, This is for people of faith. This is for people of all faiths. Uh, We want to make sure that the church, that the people of faith, that the body of Christ is unleashed, especially in times of emergency and crisis unleashed and allowed to do what they do best to assemble, to serve, to serve their communities. And this constitutional amendment when enacted, I'm very hopeful and prayerful that it will be enacted, will enshrine and make very clear, Clear and concise without objection and without confusion uh, that churches are protected from unlawful closure um, in the very text of our
0: our state constitution. Well, that's absolutely right. We're talking with State Representative Jeff Leach about Proposition Three. It's on the statewide ballot. This is not an opinion poll. This is not, we want to know what the Republican Party thinks about this issue. This is an actual area of law. This is a decision of whether or not we're going to make it clear in our state constitution that the government does not have the right to shut a church down. And we're talking about freedom to worship. This means the government can't go into the four walls of the church like they did a year and a half ago. I remember when the local county that I live in put out an announcement about churches being closed, the, where the church where I was attending, the night before we were going to go to church the next day, it was on a Saturday night. They, some of them do not respect the law. And it doesn't matter how much you argue with them and try to convince them. The only way to make sure that they respect the law is for the law to reflect accurately what our religious freedom rights are. And here's what's great about it. Chairman Leach, you get to vote all the time in the state capitol. This is a vote that the people get to cast. You helped by getting this on the ballot. But now every registered voter in the state of Texas gets to go vote for all of these ballot propositions. We're focusing on Prop 3, but Proposition 3 is the one about religious freedom. It's not an opinion poll. It really will be a decision of whether or not this language is now accurately flect- reflected in our state constitution. So we're urging people to vote in favor of Prop 3 and let's not even make it close, right? You know, and some people might suggest, oh, this is Texas, we'll probably be fine. Take nothing for granted, my friend. For granted. And look, maybe that means we get it passes by 80%. Even better, okay? I would love to win sort of, you know, running through the finish line, but you never know. There are there's a there'll be a low turnout. There's no question. Constitutional amendment um elections always a low turnout. So take nothing for granted, leave no doubt and go out there and vote for Prop 3. Yeah,
1: I encourage encourage all your uh, your listeners, your viewers, anyone within earshot of the conversation we're having to go to the polls um, to take a friend or a family member with you, we do want this to win by a sizable margin. You're right; we can't take anything for granted. Jonathan, as I said earlier, I just want to thank you and and the folks who can hear me now for your work um on religious liberty issues. You go back a few years to, there's so many examples, but the ones that are coming to mind: the Pastor Protection Act, uh, protecting our pastors from having their their sermons subpoenaed; the Merry Christmas Bill that we worked so hard to pass. Um, just, just. Passing laws that that enshrine these existing First Amendment liberties, yeah, we should be shocked, we should be alarmed that we're having to pass these these laws, these constitutional amendments, these statutory provisions at the state level. But that's what we're called to do. We're called to, um, to to take a look at what's happening all around us, to respond, to take whatever action that we can to protect our liberties now and in the future. And that's what Prop Three is all about. So I hope folks will run to the polls and eagerly vote for. Proposition three on election. I do too.
0: Let's talk about some logistics. If you're watching this on Friday, early voting continues at most polling locations until seven p.m. But then that's it. Okay. And all right, I'll go ahead and just say this. I'm. I haven't voted yet. I'm going today because I'm going to be at the Supreme Court on Monday. I will be back on Tuesday. There's no doubt. But I don't want to get caught in a situation where, gosh, I thought I'd have time to vote on election. I forgot. The polls are open um, on until most of them until seven here on Friday and that's it. There's no, Friday, there's no Saturday and Sunday voting. Um, and so, but if you go, uh, but you can't, I mean, the main election day is Tuesday. So there'll be time for that. I just like to tell people, you know, don't wait, you crazy things happen when you're only limited to one day, but early voting continues until 7.00 PM on Friday, main election day, polls are open from 7.00 AM to 7.00 PM. And look, we need to get a bunch of people to poll on election day too. And although a lot of people just, that's just sort of how they prefer to do it. Um, that works as well. But tell some friends, talk to your pastor, ask your church leaders to talk about it this weekend. You know yeah. I reminded of some of those discussions from the house floor, some of the exchanges that you had, right? There were liquor stores that were allowed to be open, strip clubs, a bunch of places. I mean, look, if there's any place that the government should stay out of and allow them to decide, and this doesn't mean a church has to stay open, right? They just get to decide on their own. But in times of crisis, in times of tragedy, in times of stress or, you know, in times of um, disaster, right? The churches are one of the few places you'd want open, places of refuge. A lot of times the government, they don't have access to certain facilities, and it's the churches that they run to for that support. But some people, they need that on a day-to-day basis. And I was reminded, I just got to mention this. People think about church on Sunday or Wednesday or whenever, and that's definitely important. But what about so many ministries or entities? that help people, right? The homeless. There was testimony about a recovery group where people were on the edge of life and death because of alcohol and drugs, and the recovery group was not allowed to meet, In the impact. I mean, there's so many things that happens outside of the church and religious organizations that are a benefit to society, and benefits society when the government does not get in the way of them operating and staying open.
1: Yeah, and Jonathan, that's a great point. And, and the, one of the, the responses I've heard from folks who have questions about Prop Three, good questions, is what well, you know. Can't churches meet online? Shouldn't churches meet online? And and the answer to that is is maybe. Uh, like like the church that I'm a member of here in the in the Dallas area, Prestonwood, which Texas Values has a great relationship with. Uh, for for a, ser- a series of several months, we we went virtual. We had the ability to do so, and um, and people were able to participate from their homes remotely. Um, and, and that's fine. And that's good. And I, I respect and commend all pastors and faith leaders who made the decision in, in the in the dark early days of the pandemic to do so. But we got to realize there are hundreds, if not thousands of churches that don't have the ability to do that, right. that don't have the technology to do that. Churches that, that want to meet. Maybe it's a small country church or an inner city church that meets um, in, in the gymnasium of a school. Uh, we the government cannot be uh, by way of government edict and executive order. getting in the way of of churches' ability to assemble, to gather, to worship together. They just can't. They shouldn't. And so that's what this constitutional amendment is all about, is protecting those freedoms, those liberties, those core foundational fundamental rights uh, to get together with your church family, to congregate, and Jonathan, as you appropriately point out, to serve. In areas of crisis, whether it's a pandemic, a hurricane, a tornado, a wildfire, wherever it may be, the church is many times quicker to respond than the government is, there to provide meals, blankets, generators. Um, We we see it time and time again, people of faith stepping out, stepping up, stepping forward, in many cases better, uh, more effectively, more efficiently than the government can. And we as the government should not in any way want to restrict or get in the way of that.
0: And that's what Prop 3 does. We're talking with Chairman and State Representative Jeff Leach about Proposition 3. This is a statewide ballot initiative. This is not an opinion poll. Okay. This is decide whether or not we're going to make it clear in our state constitution that the government should never be able to close a church, should never have the the ability to shut down a church and a religious organization and entities' freedom to worship. And it's not as if this is a hypothetical. It happened last year. And so if you might find yourself saying, well, you know, I mean, don't we have religious freedom in our state constitution? Isn't that enough? Clearly it wasn't. Okay. Because if it is enough. Last year, that would have never happened. And we can't also think, oh, well, this is just you know kind of a fluke thing. We'll never go through a time period like this. People have probably learned their lessons. I wouldn't make that assumption. And we can't let this time period go by and just say, we'll probably be okay. Let's leave no doubt, okay? And that's what the law is about. It's making it clear where some people think there's some gray area. I don't think it should be that way, but some people do. Let's erase any doubt. Let's make it clear on something so fundamental. So essential. There's a reason why uh, religious freedom is in the First Amendment of our U.S. Constitution. That's how important it is. But from time to time, when it particularly at the state level, when people suggest that there's a doubt about whether or not it works this way or that way, we have a history of saying this is specifically how it works. And this is a way you as a citizen can do something right. You don't have to go all the way to the Capitol. You don't have to be a state representative or state senator. This is your role now. This is the people's vote. Make it clear that in Texas, we stand up boldly and significantly for religious freedom for all people, right? Proposition three, go to the ballot and vote. All right, a couple of concluding items I want to mention. Speaking of some of the work we do and some of the work you do, um, our partner organization, Texas Values Action, came out with a scorecard recently. You were on that list as a faith and family champion. This is a scorecard that is about um, how members voted during the session, whether they sponsored legislation, how they voted on not only bills, but amendments to bills, did they co-author things. And so, well, it takes a lot of time. And, you know, there were several other sessions, but we finally, you know, those ended and you were on that list as a faith and family champion. You've done work for, for years and, and it's tough sometimes. I mean, I, I try to we try to do the best we can to make members aware of um, the issues that we're working on. We're not trying to hide the ball. But I know there can be a lot of moving parts. Uh, but usually uh, the people that end up on that list time and time again, that shows itself that it's not a whole – it doesn't take a whole lot of work uh, for them to know the right thing to do. And that's one reason why you're on that list.
1: Well, Jonathan, thank you. I'm so honored to be uh, to be recognized as a faith and family champion. I, I think I got a 99 on the scorecard, which usually is, is pretty good. I don't I'm have really all the sports
0: memorized. No, no, I'm no, telling no, you, I, brother – we it's hard to get a hundred, not that we're trying to trip anyone up, but I mean, you know, we're
1: no, I was temporarily off the floor for one of the votes. I I had to be away. I think that's, that's my reading of the scorecard for why I didn't get a hundred, but heck I'll take a 99 and, and being recognized by your organization any day. And, and, you know, I, I, I'm just, I'm just mindful as we've been discussing here of how important it is for the, the leaders of, um, of the conservative cause today, um, men and women of faith, like, like you and me, Jonathan, to step up and to fight these battles, not just for us and for the Texans of today and for folks who are attending churches uh, today who need this now, but for future generations of Texans who are depending on us to go before them, to fight these battles so that they don't have to um, to be watchful. That's that's what really this is. This is all about. And And, and, um, well, you know, now
0: that you talk about that, I just have to say, I remember, you know, there was some conversations you and I had about this idea and I have seen votes uh, for constitutional amendment because you got to get two thirds. You got to get the the Senate, but each chamber has to get two thirds of their membership. You know, there are 83 Republicans. I mean, I'm not saying Democrats don't support religious freedom, but most of the time they don't, they don't vote in favor of these types of measures. Um, But it was different this time. And I remember you and I talked and And I was just like, well, I don't know, the 100 out of 150, it is a tough number. You were confident from the beginning. And that made a difference. It makes a difference when a sponsoring member has a lot of confidence, puts a lot of the work in. And if you Democrats gave some striking, compelling speeches from the floor, I don't have any problem with that. When we can come together on issues, um, and I say we, right, as as a state, right, if you've got Republicans and Democrats, people that don't usually vote for some of these things, They also saw, you know what, I want to make sure my church is protected and let them have that freedom to decide how to do things. That's what Prop 3 is all about. And this is a way for the citizens to vote. All right, before we lose you, so vote in favor of Prop 3. Uh, Early voting continues today on Friday, main election day, November 2nd, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. All registered voters can do this. Um, I'm going to be at the Supreme Court on Monday on another issue you care about, the Texas heartbeat law. It's a preliminary matter, but it's still important. Um, um, at the, uh, the Texas heartbeat law will be at the U.S. Supreme Court. I'll be in D.C., but come right back for Election Day. I know the life issue is a big deal. You sponsored the Born Alive Info Protection Act that became law a few years ago. Um, wow, what a special moment. Over 8,000 lives have been saved on the Texas heartbeat law so far since it's been effect, and continuing to see us getting united as a pro-life movement, uh, for a very special moment and a very special opportunity to save lives. I know that's something you care about as well.
1: Well, yeah, as a joint author of Senate Bill 8, the the Texas Heartbeat Act, and and so many um, pro-life priorities over the years, I'm just so passionate about this. There's no more fundamental duty of government to protect innocent life, uh, the right to life. And and so I'm so thankful for you, Jonathan, for other pro-life groups, pro-life Texans. And look, this is a it's almost the moment maybe this very well is the moment that we've been praying for, the moment that that um, is going to pave the way for the ultimate demise of roe v wade and um and the the demand for abortion in this country. we have a um, we have an opportunity, we have an obligation as policymakers to put a stake in the ground uh, to pass laws that protect innocent life, also to come alongside uh, mothers and their families um, who are faced with those difficult situations and give them the resources and the answers they need to not just uh, choose life, but to create a culture of life here in Texas. And um, we need to be praying for our Supreme Court justices. Uh, we need to be praying for our pro-life leaders in other states who are following Texas lead. And we need, even need to be praying for our president, who I understand met with the Pope yesterday. I'm very hopeful that, um, that Pope Francis uh, spoke very strongly to him when it comes to pro- pro-life issues. Um, the side of life is winning in this country. We are well, winning the fight,
0: but we they're... cannot let up. There's some special things happening. And look, you know, from what we know, there's about maybe just a little bit under more than 200 pregnancy resource centers in the state of Texas, right? There are hundreds of people and hundreds of centers and thousands, if not millions of people ready to help and assist with women that are making the decision to sort of honor that instinct that they have as a mother and, and know, right? And the heartbeat law is very simple. If a heartbeat is detected, that unborn baby's life is protected. That's it. And I think people get that. And they're like, wow, I didn't realize the baby's heart started beating so early. I didn't realize there was a a beating heart. All those things just make sense to people. And in a time period where there's been a lot more education on these issues, you've had new generations of people understanding that. And so I think that there's been a lot that's gone into being prepared, if you will, for such a special time in a moment. But I think it's also something that we can all feel good about is just recognizing that sense of humanity together. Yeah. If that's how we take care of our unborn, that says how we care about and how precious life is as a society. And so I know that's something that you've always cared about. We kept you on a little bit longer and I'm going to have some concluding comments. We're going to let you go. But look, when it comes to religious freedom, when it comes to pro-life issues, marriage and family uh, you continue to distinguish yourself as one of the leaders and appreciate you. Go out, everyone vote for Prop 3. This is the constitutional amendment that protects religious freedom. Um, Chairman Jeff Leach was a part of getting that to the ballot on the House side. And he's been our guest today on the Texas Values Report.
1: Jonathan, thanks to you and your team. God bless you. Appreciate you.
0: Well, we're gonna have to bring him back. We, we just so many important things to happen, but I did want to focus a lot on Prop 3. You can still go vote. Okay. This is the statewide ballot initiative, Proposition 3. It's not an opinion. It's not a poll to find out how Republicans think. This is all registered voters. And I say that because sometimes you'll see these issues on the ballot. This is to decide if we put language in our state constitution, making it clear that we can keep churches open and the government does not have the right to shut churches and religious organizations down. That's fundamental anyway. But obviously there was some question in people's minds last year. They thought they were have the right to do that. Some local government officials here in Texas. And you saw this happen in other states. California has had to go all the way up to the Supreme Court to deal with that, to have their churches open. Let's leave no doubt. And let's set an example for other states to follow. This is how you make sure that we don't have those issues come in, whether it's a pandemic or other. You don't have any doubt about that. Proposition three, vote for Proposition three. All voters can vote statewide ballot. As a matter of fact, I think we're going to have some signs in our office if you want to come. All right, I'm about to run out of time. Two big events, okay? We're going to be in Houston in a week and a half. November 6th, we still got tickets. Eric Metaxas, talk about somebody that knows a lot about law and policy, about Christianity and the Constitution. He knows quite a bit. He's going to have some really inspiring and entertaining comments. The author of the Heartbeat Law, who I'm going to be with on Monday, is going to be with us at our gala November 6th in Houston. Still time to get tickets. We're going to recognize Faith and Family Champions, Texas Values Action is at that event. And so you'll want to be there. And a lot of people you'll probably recognize, your friends and family will be there. And then on December 8th, I don't even know if we've said this publicly, Abby Johnson, a pro-life leader, is going to be with us in Jeff Leach's backyard at our December 8th luncheon at Glen Eagles Country Club. Go to TXValues.org right now. Get your tickets for these events. Tell your friends to go vote for Prop 3, the religious freedom statewide ballot uh, constitutional amendment election. Uh, There's still time to do that. Main election day is November 2nd. Look, if you see value in the work we did, we got the the, the Save Women's Sports Bill passed. We protected the freedom to worship. We helped this issue get on the ballot. We led uh, the, the effort for the Texas Heartbeat Law. Make a tax-deductible donation today so you can help us protect faith, family, and freedom in Texas. And we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.